once more, but from the top of Mount Washington with a really, really, really big megaphone. They know what they need to do. They just don't always do it. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. I was up in Cranberry yesterday covering the Penguins practice, their first since returning from that really miserable Las Vegas Tempe trip. And the mood was appropriately, what's the word I'm looking for here? Maybe it's a set of words. We'd better start taking this seriously. Now, does that mean that they're going to? Does that mean they're going to wipe out the Panthers and the Canadians this weekend? Two teams that always give them trouble? I'm not making that call. Does that mean that the lessons from this trip will resonate and represent the pivoting point for the? No, of course not. Of course not. And even if they did have a wonderful weekend, nobody would take it as meaning anything beyond what you'd be looking at right in front of you. Mike Sullivan was asked if he was surprised by how the team came out in Tempe after how the previous game had ended in Las Vegas, and his response was a single word, yes. He then was asked if he knew why the team came out the way that it did in Tempe, and his response again was a single word, no. That's that's the mood. I'm trying to describe that. That's how it looked on the ice. There weren't any bag skates or anything punitive, but there also wasn't any yucking it up, any silliness between drills, any semblance of fun in any of those drills. And coaches will do that from time to time just to keep things from getting stale. There are two games left before this bye. The ones I just mentioned, Panthers and Canadians. And then they shut down for nine full days. That's a long, long, long time to be thinking about how, you know, you might have lost eight out of 11 for the month of January. And that's what it would be if they lose both. So what do they need to do? They need to apply. Oh, man, do you really want to hear this again? Here, I asked Sidney Crosby after this practice. Well, just listen to it. Is there a consistent enough approach to defending for this team, just general defending? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, you look at that Vegas game, we did a really good job. And then, you know, we, we just made some, some big mistakes that cost us. And then Arizona game, I think both teams probably gave up some pretty big chances. And sometimes you can get sucked into that game a little bit when you're trading chances. So um, I think we, we know by this point that that's not the kind of game we can win consistently playing, but um, yeah, I think we know our identity at this point. It's a matter of going out there and consistently doing it. Now, according to Sid, and he knows a whole lot more about hockey, about the NHL, and of course about his own team than any of us ever could. He says that the Penguins have their identity. You heard it. He has no reason to be putting out PR. If anything, he'd probably gain better PR by, you know, every once in a blue moon ripping something or someone 
He'll never do that. He's Sid. But when you hear him say, without my even really bringing this up specifically, that this team knows who it wants to be, who it needs to be, and then he'll cite a couple of positive examples, as you heard from the trip, to illustrate that, yes, they do in fact know what it is they're supposed to do and how to apply it. They just don't always do it. One can only imagine from there his own level of frustration, not just with the results, but with everything that's occurring around him, regardless of whose fault it is or who's more to blame than somebody else or how much of it is just the head coach or the assistants, how much of it is it the rest of his leadership group around him, how much of it is whoever had the last worst game, how much of it might be on the new GM for not really having done anything about it to date. What matters, what really matters is that it's not happening. I did something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy over the last 24 hours for a written piece on DK Pittsburgh Sports, I went through both of those games in Las Vegas and in Tempe. And they were both way worse than whatever it is that you might have thought while watching them live. Because if I tell you which player graded out best for me, uh, the entire roster, regardless of position, which player graded out number one for me, that it was Chad Ruedel you're going to think that there's something endemically wrong with, well, pretty much everything associated with the franchise at the moment. I say that respectfully to Chad. Good, well-intentioned hockey player. Really, really works his rear end off to make sure that he's continued to keep a job in the NHL and all that other warm and fuzzy. Should never be grading out number one. Should never be the best player you've got. Bottom of the list? Lowest grade and actually lowest by a mile. And take this from someone who's been pretty supportive of his acquisition and his early season play, Eric Carlson. I don't know what's wrong with him right now. No idea. I can't get into his head. He's only been here for half a season. But the lack of skating, the lack of keeping his feet moving in situations that demand it, where he seems to feel as if it's optional. Just even just throwing out whatever it is that might be going on in his head, because I don't believe him to be lazy in any capacity on or off the ice. But if he feels like, and here comes that theme again that I've been talking about for a few days now, if he feels like he can get away with something and conserve his energy for some other big moment where he might need it, that's not okay. None of this, really, other than Sid's own performance and that of a couple other players and no more than that, has been okay. None of this is acceptable. None of this. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Alan who says, DK, I'm truly beginning to think that the decision made by ownership 
this past summer to continue Stanley Cup pursuits with the core intact cannot work further. Such a pursuit is fast becoming a pipe dream. So to me, now, the question becomes, do we now change course and begin the teardown, the contractual constraints will limit such a course, and there aren't many contenders who can take on the contracts that would have to be moved to begin this process. But as you mentioned at the end of the Wednesday podcast, all paths but one run into a brick wall. Alan, you have reached the stage that pretty much epitomizes this team's fandom at the moment, at least to the best of my ability to gauge such stuff. Heck, it it almost feels to me, and I say almost, as if this is where the real diehards want the conversation to go. Never mind the actual moves. But it's almost as if, listen, I, I really don't have a whole heck of a lot to say about losing to the Coyotes or blowing a two-goal lead to the Golden Knights or dropping four out of five or six out of nine or the power play now being in an 0 for 19. There's a big sense that I get right now of people who are just saying, I'm tired of this. I'm fatigued. We've been watching the same core God love them, God respect them, and all that other stuff. Watching the same core try to replicate something that last occurred seven years ago. And the brick wall that you cited at the end of your entry there, that's probably how people feel about where their heads are slamming again and again and again, night after night after night. You know, I've even heard from a handful of people who said you know, for the first time in my fandom that I can recall, I'm just ambivalent about where all this is going. I, I really, I find myself apathetic, even forget that the games are on. I don't buy that like at all, because I know who you are and I know how you got to the point of pressing play on a podcast called Daily Shot of Penguins because you'll also do it in July and August. You know who you are. But I do appreciate what that feeling would represent. I got to tell you, I'm just going to share this. I don't even know if it means anything, but for the hell of it, at this practice yesterday and where they seat the media at that small rank is atop a section of bleachers and pretty much at eye level with where the general managers pop out little porch hangs over ice level. And that's where Kyle Dubas was. And there were one, two, three, four, five. I think I saw five at one point of his various lieutenants coming out there. And they're all All half dozen of them are out there watching this practice that's taking place. And they're watching a drill involving Jeff Carter and Jansen Harkins and Noel Achari like it's game seven. And I I get that's part of the job. It just looked to me like so futile, you know, like 
what are you doing? What decisions could you possibly be making or even enhancing by watching this? And yet at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, look, if I was him or I was one of them, where the hell else would I be? You can't really make any moves. You can't do a damn thing. Not in this moment, not without pushing that plunger that a lot of people seem increasingly eager to push. If you trade Carlson to somebody, if you get Gino to waive his no-movement clause, if you move Jake, you've pushed the plunger. Never mind all the you know various fences and traps in those scenarios. But you've pushed the plunger. You've let everybody know, hey, we tried. This was it. They're nowhere near that. They're nowhere near that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 